Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just want Kenosha to stay strong. I, I wish that we could have more support. What happened last summer shouldn't have happened. It, it, it was just... It was too devastating to go through here, and it was like a war zone. That just is not something that people should even know. My grandson had to see this for him, and, and I, I feel sorry for him that way. So, yes, the support from outside coming in to help us if needed, um, that's wonderful. At least it, we're a step further than we were last summer. Resident of Kenosha, Wisconsin, worried about the verdict coming back today, and they're being rioting again in their city. Saying it shouldn't happen last year. No, it shouldn't have. Shouldn't have happened anywhere in America that way, but it did. Um, so we're awaiting a verdict. Could happen uh, while we're on the air. Frankly, I'd kind of like it if it did happen while we're on the air. But uh, I think a lot of jury watchers think they had all day yesterday, and maybe uh, today they get around to it. More on that coming up in a little bit. Plus a move to normalize minor attracted persons. They're not pervs, pedophiles, child rapists. They're minor attracted persons. That's the newest thing on college campuses. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this headline that just came across seconds ago from the Wall Street Journal. Drug overdose deaths fueled by fentanyl hit a record high in the United States. Holy cow. We beat the opioid <laughs> records of a couple of years ago? Right. After astounding records over the last however many years, we set a new record. The nation recorded more than 100,000 fatalities over 12 months for the first time ever. Wow. This fits into a personal story, I have to tell. But first, these numbers as they've just come across. Uh, this is according to the CDC. There were an estimated 100,306 drug deaths in the 12th month through, running through April. This marks nearly a 29% rise from the deaths recorded in the same period a year earlier. Remember how we were hearing during the shutdown all the people that were dying of drugs? It went up another 30% during the last year of the uh, shutdown. You know, the New York Times just flashed a headline. It's more than the total of car wrecks and and gun violence combined. Oh, yeah, clearly. The number of overdoses. Yeah, clearly. Uh, It looks like 2021 will be worse than 2020, and that set a record. So there you go. So they're talking about the fentanyl stuff and opioids we've been talking about. Or You came across this in the Atlantic? Correct, yeah. It's a long excerpt from a brand new book. That is getting no attention, as far as I can tell. And I take in a lot of news from a lot of different sources. And I haven't heard anybody mention it but here that there's a new meth on the streets and has been for a while that makes people incredibly crazy. Mm-hmm. really fast damages their brains causes severe mental illness within weeks so i'm thinking about this uh yesterday after an incident i'm at the grocery store uh quite upscale grocery store in a quite upscale neighborhood of, of an expensive town to live in but it's on the west coast so that means homelessville no matter where you are just the way it is um but so i'm in the grocery store and don't generally run into homeless people in the grocery store certainly not this grocery store certainly not where i am and uh in the grocery store and this guy comes around the corner like with his arms flailing i'm with my nine-year-old son henry and if you're new to the show maybe you don't know the story that we were accosted by a homeless person in quite the violent horrible way several years back when they were kids 
This guy is in prison for many, many years because of this. My kids have quite the uh, 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 response to homeless people in general, especially a guy like this. So this guy comes around the corner and says, and I can't say what he said because he's using all kinds of, you know, really foul language. God, GD this, GD that, God, waving his arms, saying, then I ever see that guy, I'm going to kill him. Hey, I, I'm, I'm bipolar and I got to take away my medicine. And he looks right at me and he's pointing. And I mean, he's right in front of me. He's oh, pointing for and goodness said, and if I see him again, I'm going to kill the MF or I'm going to kill him. And I'm like, and I'm standing in the aisle of the dairy aisle of this brightly lit, beautiful grocery store with the, 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 you know, the soft rock playing in the background and thinking, what the hell is going to happen here? What is this about? And, uh, and Henry kind of is behind me. He's scared to death because we've had this experience before. And, um, and, uh, and luckily the guy turns away from me and starts ranting and raving and walking away from me. I didn't know if he's going to throw a punch at me or I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Cause I mean, he's, he's screaming, I'm going to kill the MFR looking right in my face, pointing in my, pointing in my face. Mm-hmm. Just fantastic. Henry's shaking with fear because, like I said, we've gone through this before. And uh, and just like in my mind, I'm just thinking, I'll bet this is the new meth. He's talking about being a schizophrenic and bipolar and all these different things. I'll bet it's the new meth. He's one of those people. Not that that, make, be, yeah. not that that makes it any better at the time or it excuses him being on the street or in the grocery store or anything like that. But I'll bet it's the new meth. Yeah. Yeah. When are uh, we going to wake up to that? I, I don't know. I think, and it hadn't occurred to me when we were talking about this at the time, because I assumed, you know, a, a publication is well thought of as The Atlantic. It's widely redistributed. Uh, the, the, the jabbering heads of the world, including ourselves, uh, tend to read it now and again or get alerts from it. So I thought, wow, okay, this is huge. This is so important because there is a major crisis in so many American cities with bums and junkies. And you can say homeless if you want, but the, the, the classic homeless person doesn't bother anybody. No. It's bums and junkies no, no, these, that these bother are, people. These are drug addicts. Right. Um, you know, and whether it's their fault or not, I don't know. You can, you know, judge that however you want. But the, regardless, you got a drug addict now crazy because he's ruined his brain person. What are we going to do about this? Like, at this grocery store, I took a picture, and I was going to tweet it out, but I decided not to a couple of weeks ago. I took a picture of a guy sleeping right in front of the door of the same grocery store, and now I've had this guy inside the grocery store. Right. So it's not safe to be inside the grocery store. A couple of years ago, there wouldn't have been one person like that within miles of this grocery store. Right. Well, the the point I was driving at was that uh, we expected that story to be widely picked up and discussed broadly. I believe that it's not being discussed. It has not gotten picked up and, 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 and echoed because it quote unquote blames the victim. Just purely recognizing fact. Never mind who blames whom. Recognize facts. I think that's number one. And number two, I mean, for instance, uh, and, and the story focuses a great deal on, on LA and some other California cities. In Cal Unicornia, Gavin Newsom has dedicated 12 plus billion dollars to quote unquote deal with the homeless epidemic, which is mostly a drug addict e- epidemic. That money is going to somebody. That money is going to well-connected, on-the-left organizations, and they have billions of dollars of the taxpayers' largesse at stake. They're not going to screw it up by bringing up inconvenient facts. So you're not getting uh, anybody discussing it. And it's just, it's, it's horrifying. By the way, I think it's worth mentioning. The, uh, Jack and I, for God, decades lived uh, within, you know, as the crow flies, just you know, twenty-five miles, something like that. Um, 
Being a conservative county, Jack in a liberal county. That S doesn't wash in conservativeville, California. In red counties in California, it does not wash. It's all about policy. Yeah, and and even where this place was, there, like I said a couple of years ago, you, you would have never seen anybody like that within miles of this particular grocery store in this neighborhood. I mean, it just would have been unthinkable. Now you got a guy sleeping in front of the door when I was there a couple of days ago, and a guy inside the store when I'm there yesterday. Yeah. That's how yeah. much it's changed, but... So you're right. There are two angles of it. You got you got the soft hearts out there, and God bless you. You know we need you to care about the world. I think you're way off track on a lot of this. I think when you give money to one of these people, you're a you're. I think you're a moron for giving money to these people, yeah. uh, like hand cash on the street. But um, so you got that crowd who doesn't want to blame the victim. But then the other crowd, the the homeless industrial con- complex with the billions, billions of dollars washing around, it blows up the whole structure of the thing, if you're going to accept this. It immediately falls apart. Your right. whole plan for how you're going to spend your money and who's going to get it immediately falls apart if you're going to acknowledge this new meth. So what do you Yeah, think? the problem is housing. Housing is expensive. People need housing to get on their feet, to take a shower, to straighten their tie and show up for their job interview. They're tweakers and they're taking new meth, different chemical composition that gives them severe mental illness. It's crazy, man. I just and this guy, this guy walks around the, the grocery store, and so, uh, Henry, my son really wanted me to go tell somebody or get a security guard or whatever, and I was going to, but I was trying to avoid him. So, like, we're going around corners. I'm looking down the aisle. It's middle of the day. There's hardly anybody in this giant grocery store. Mm-hmm. And um, and, and I'm climbing, because I don't want to run into the guy again, because he's a guy that clearly it could turn into a confrontation really, really fast. Sure, yeah. So I'm yeah, walking He's around got corner, no control. He's out of control. And eventually I see him go out the front door. So he just wandered around the store for a while and left and went back and you know, went on his way as a crazy, uh, probably violent person. Yeah, yeah. Just waiting for that yep. encounter with some innocent victim that turns tragic. Yep, exactly. That makes the yep. news. And, yeah. And, well, a couple of pieces of good news for you. Number one, uh, the author of that fabulous new book, the author, the title of which I don't have in front of me, but it has to do with fentanyl and the new meth. Uh, Sam Quinones is going to be an ex- Armstrong and Getty Extra Large podcast guest in the next couple of weeks. We'll let you know when awesome. we interview him. Also, great news. We have a whale sighting. Oh. We're asking you to support Warrior Foundation Freedom Station as I we hear, have I, for years. I hear it. There's Yar. Yeah. Uh, off the port bow. It's off the port? I thought it was off the starboard. Which is right and which is left? I don't know. Yar. Can never remember. <laughs> Yar. That's why we keep going in circles. We have a $5,000 contribution yes. from Delicious Aged Bat Juice Lover. <laughs> delicious Aged Bat Juice Lover has donated $5,000. Thank you, Delicious. That's a delicious bit of support for a fabulous organization that intercedes and helps our heroes when they need it the most and squeezes your donation, every single cent of goodness out of it. They waste nothing on on big, fat administration or expensive advertising. It's all about volunteers. Uh, Go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate, even if it's $10, whether it's $10 or $50,000, armstrongandgetty.com. This will take 10 seconds. Gladys, hit the drum roll because we promised an update to see where we are for the day. We're trying to raise five. Hundred thousand dollars by close of business on Friday. Close of the show. We are currently at one hundred ninety-one thousand seven hundred sixty-one dollars. Nice, nice progress. One ninety-one, but it's Wednesday. It's going to save lives. It's going to save lives. That money. We're ha- we're halfway through our shows and we're on a halfway to five hundred thousand dollars. It's got me a little nervous.
Go to armstrongandgetty.com, click on the banner, donate some money. So, the jury has the Rittenhouse case. What is going on there in Kenosha? How did we get here? Let's remind ourselves of some of the uh, the events that have unfolded. Plus, I'll get to that college professor who's trying to normalize pedophilia. Oh, boy. That's the next uh, thing on your campuses. I know. I know. You, you know, the, the China, whoever thinks we're decadent and, and uh, fading as an empire, we let this crap go on. We are. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll battle against it with ye coming up. Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, this is a pretty crazy story. Apparently, Russia just fired a missile uh, that blew up one of their old satellites, and it created thousands of pieces of debris in space. Vladimir Putin was like, I'm sorry, it was gender reveal gone way too far. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have minded hearing more of that ridiculous riff. That was pretty funny. His Putin's good, too. The pooter does not care, man. No. He just does not care. You know, uh, Ukraine's about to get invaded. I've just, I've finally figured out what's going on. Have you followed at all the, uh, the uh, is it Belarus-Poland uh, border conflict? Yeah. Man, is that crazy. Well, I, you know, I can explain it to you coming up in a little bit, but uh, Belarus and their dictator, uh, what's his face, is... Um, That's the country where they forced down that plane. To, yeah. to, to nab a reporter they didn't like. Right, right, yeah. The the dictator there is trying to punish the European Union by luring uh, tons of immigrant or, or refugees to Belarus, then turning them loose on the EU. He's weaponized, uh, like, uh, refugees and immigrants. He's probably studied what's happened on the U.S. border and realized, you know, that uh, it can it can be divisive and crazy, and so he's you know trying to punish the EU for punishing him. Anyway, we can get into that a little more later. Um, there is definitely a move afoot to normalize absolutely every aspect of sexual activity, and some of it, uh, you know, y- y- some of you probably agree with completely. I mean, the idea that uh, nobody could ever admit to being gay for fear of a beating or a jailing or whatever, it's, it's not good. Not good at all. Um, I think we've come uh, in a positive direction in a lot of ways. On the other hand, your super lefty, uh, sexually libertine areas of, of the country, like San Francisco, where grown men whip naked men on the streets, um, that's a little far from my tastes. Well, there's a professor at Old Dominion University in... Virginia, Dr. Alan Walker, been placed on administrative leave. Um, he published a book, and he's been doing research and lecturing on normalizing what he calls minor attracted persons. The idea is they're people who are attracted to children sexually, but they don't act on it. And they shouldn't be judged or frowned upon or be frowned upon or looked down upon. He's calling for that sort of person to be dis- destigmatized. Trying to normalize the term minor attracted persons. He's the author of the book, A Long Dark Shadow. Minor attracted people in their pursuit of dignity. 
which challenges widespread assumptions that persons who are preferentially attracted to minors, often referred to as pedophiles, are necessarily also predators and sex offenders. This book takes readers into the lives of non-offending minor-attracted persons. Well, I I think there are people that are wired that way, and uh, you know, science still doesn't know why that happens, why some people are born that way, or something happens in your childhood that causes you to be that way, um, that are attracted to you know, underage people. Uh, but what's with the whole, I, I don't quite understand. So they're not, not acting on it. Well, then what's the, what's the point of what? Well, I don't even get it. I don't get it on any level. I, I, I think this guy is probably struggling with the same thing and is trying to say, there's nothing wrong with feeling those urges. These are fine folks. And actually, I'm not going to they- do anything. Exactly. I just feel this way. Okay, well, even if that's true, w- w- so what? So you're supposed to have a meetings every Thursday night, and I don't, I don't, I still don't understand the point. Yeah, well, I think it's just the first step in normalization. I One think of the you're people right. he, I think he you're right. profiles it's... in the book is a foster parent who was oh, uh, no, and then he ended no. up you don't uh, get molesting a, yeah. uh, is a foster child. Yeah, you don't get to be a foster parent. Yeah. No, yeah. if you're attracted, if you're sexually attracted to young people, you can't be around them ever, because obviously at some point. Well, surprisingly, the university said uh, too much. You're out. Go. go. Good. You, we can't have you teaching. Good. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Everyone's waiting to see it coming. The people who were protesting against what Rittenhouse did, do they, do they think that he will be convicted just when they were talking to you? Uh, frankly, they, they don't. And part of this is pushing that. They think that they want to push uh, and pressure the jury or pressure the court to hold Kyle Rittenhouse accountable, accountable in, the, in their words. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So they're just okay. saying uh, quiet part out loud as people like to say you got protesters in front of the courthouse there in kenosha wisconsin around the rittenhouse trial as the jury is deliberating and the reporter on msnbc tells joy reed yep they're here to try to intimidate the jury pressure intimidate same thing fantastic and you would feel pressure and intimidation i how would you not if you're a juror they're not sequestered, remember. So they're, they deliberated all day long yesterday, walked out of the courthouse, walked through the parking lot, I assume seeing all the protesters and National Guardsmen, so they're completely aware, even if you're following the judge's orders and not following the news when you get home or whatever, you'd be walking past National Guardsmen with guns and protesters with bullhorns pushing and shoving each other, walk mm. to your car and then drive home. You fully are aware. How dangerous a situation this is as a juror. Right. Well, even if it's not like that, literally, they can they can hear some of the chanting in the courtroom, I'm told. So they're more than aware of what's going on. I mean, it's it's got to be at least preoccupying. And the jurors are not supposed to be preoccupied by anything but the testimony they've heard in court. So a couple of things. First of all, and, and we, we brought this back from yesterday, it's just so... Strange. If you've actually watched a substantial amount of this trial, which I have, 
Uh, it is absolutely clear that the prosecution is reaching like crazy. It's a classic self-defense case, and so they're throwing anything they can at the wall, including just trying to tar the defendant's character, which is uh, it seems like it ought to be out of bounds to me. But a couple of quick clips from the prosecution's uh uh, final arguments. First of all, in clip 45, we have Der Binger, Mr. Uh, Binger, who's talking about Mr. Rosenbaum, one of the shooties, convicted child rapist, uh, a string of offenses, just gotten out of a mental institution, so was running wild on the streets committing acts of, well, he actually describes them. But for some reason, the prosecutor, the prosecutor who's supposed to enforce the law in that area, listened to him describe the crimes of Mr. Uh, uh, Rose, is it uh, Rosenhaus? I just lost it. Uh, Rosenbaum. Go ahead, 45. So what does he do that night? Oh, let me tell you all the awful things Joseph Rosenbaum did. He tipped over a porta potty that had no one in it. He swung a chain. He lit a metal garbage dumpster on fire. Oh, and there's this empty wooden flatbed trailer that they pulled out in the middle of the road and they tipped it over to stop some bearcats and they lit it on fire. Oh, and he said some bad words. He said the N word. What? What? <laughs> that that was that was you trying to convince me he was a good guy and <laughs> he did nothing. He was a good guy. He set a bunch of things on fire and created a bunch of mayhem and dropped Swung in chains and, and, and screamed end bomb and dropped the end bomb, which is generally like a death penalty uh, 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 a crime in this country. And he chased down a 17-year-old boy and tried to beat him. He swung a chain. Yeah, I don't want people swinging chains and setting things on fire in my town. As if that has anything to do with anything. If the guy had been reading verses of the Bible to nine-year-olds all evening and then tried to chase down a young man and, and beat him, then it's a self-defense case. That's utterly irrelevant and wildly irresponsible. James Krause, his portly uh, associate, also took a shot at at explaining why self-defense is irrelevant anyway in 46. Everybody takes a beating sometimes, right? Sometimes you get in a, what? a scuffle and maybe you do get hurt a little bit. That doesn't mean you get to start plugging people with your full metal jacket AR-15 rounds and no bullets are not bullets. I, I don't know what the lead up was to that, but is he is he making the assumption that we all get beaten sometimes in our lives? I, I, I don't I don't think that's true. Well, he said you should take a beating from the mob before you squeeze the trigger. That was his message. And and Tucker Carlson last night showed some pictures of people, So showed some videos of people who went ahead and took a beating from a mob. And it was sickening. I hope you didn't see it. Yeah, Laura Logan took a beating from a mob. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank God she didn't have a gun or something ugly might have happened. And that is sarcasm, my friends, if you're not familiar uh, with the incident or have a poor sense of that sort of thing. And speaking of Tucker Carlson, he did some really good uh, editorializing, I think, last night, reminding us exactly how we got to this point and the role of the media in it. The media, which has inexplicably during this trial tried to whip up racial hatred, even though everybody involved's white. 
Let's start with clip 43. So it's worth pausing for a moment to ask, how do we get here exactly? Well, here's one summary that caught our eye. Today, a Hill staffer called Billy Gribben summed it up in the following way, quote, we're waiting to see if riots break out because of media lies about a case from a riot that happened because of media lies. Well, that's nicely put, and it's totally true. The August 2020 riot in Kenosha wasn't really a riot in the way that we understand riots. It was an outbreak of political violence. It began three days after the Democratic Convention. That was the context for it. It was, in fact, one of many riots that summer across the country, all of which were explicitly supported by the leadership of the Democratic Party. We're not making this up. Look it up. What was the point of these riots? Well, of course, big picture, the point was to unseat Donald Trump. You know, maybe you agree with that point of view. Maybe you don't. But he goes on to describe the specific circumstances, and they may refresh your memory. In the specific case of Kenosha, we know exactly the chain of events that led to where we are today. A man called Jacob Blake was shot by the police. Immediately, the media and the Democratic politicians they served lied about what happened. So they told us that a cop shot Jacob Blake in the back for no apparent reason. And by the way, Jacob Blake was unarmed. He was helpless. They just pulled him out of a lineup and shot him because that's what America's like. Kamala Harris then jumped in and said she was, quote, proud of Jacob Blake like he was a civil rights hero, like he was shot for being the wrong color, as so often happens in the systemically racist country. But it was all totally untrue. Not just the themes, but the facts. They were lies. In fact, the police were responding to a call from a woman who said Jacob Blake was trying to kidnap her child. So the police showed up, as they should have. They tried to detain Jacob Blake, and Jacob Blake fought the cops. Then he grabbed a knife. Jacob Blake was holding that knife when he was shot by the police. Jacob Blake admitted that on television, but it was too late. Based on the first false stories from the news media told intentionally, our leaders suggested that these riots in Kenosha were somehow justified and then allowed them to continue. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is troubling. To score political points. I'm proud of Jacob Blake. Keep in mind that that woman and, and Tucker left this part out. Not sure why. The woman who called the police saying he's trying to snatch my child had a restraining order against him because he'd raped her. Right. Yeah. If I remember correctly. I'm proud of Jacob Blake. If I remember correctly, with the kid in the in the room. Right. Yeah. 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 It was a horrible situation. And I remember when Kamala Harris said she was proud of him. I thought, oh, my God, that is that is just oh. So that everybody, I say this every day, but everybody's playing with this notion of a race war. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just a game. It's just a game of rhetoric, just scoring points on each side. You know how many more Rittenhouse style situations we're going to end up with if we continue down this path? I know. On, on both sides of the ledger, people Absolutely. who, people who, uh, did it the right way, people who did it the wrong way. I mean, all kinds of awful things are going to happen if we continue down this path. If you force people to defend their lives and properties themselves, they will. And maybe they're not going to do it the way you like. Right, and people are going to go way too far, and people are going to be wrong about who they think is guilty. All kinds of awful things are going to happen. Well, and you know, going back to the original Jacob Blake case, here you have a black woman call the police and say, this guy who I have a restraining order against is trying to snatch my child. He raped me, blah, blah, blah. And what are those those disgusting, those dirty white Kenosha cops? Actually, I think one of them was of color. Anyway, doesn't matter. What are those dirty, disgusting white Kenosha cops do? They go like bats out of hell as fast as they can to help that black woman. Avoid more victimization. 
They got between her and a dangerous man to protect her, those evil, evil cops. Yeah, it's funny. It's never looked at that way. That's that's a pretty good point. They risked their lives to help a black female. And then a guy grabs a knife and brandishes it, and he gets plugged. And then then the streets of Kenosha burn. Okay. All right, fine. Ah, uh, uh, boy, this is not intentional. But uh, we have lighter fare to come, believe it or not. I, I got some really good stuff on what's self-defense and what's not I want to get to at some point, because I think a, a lot of people probably wonder about that, legally speaking. And, um, you know, God forbid you're ever in that situation wondering what you legally can do and can't do. It's, it's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, and if you ever want to become an investment zillionaire, I'll tell you what word to look for if anybody's talking about this word, buy shares in their company. Okay. Plastics, Benjamin, plastics. (laughs) That's like a 60-year-old movie reference. Hey, uh, speaking of safety and your home being safe, it's up to you to protect yourself, your loved ones, your stuff. We highly recommend Simply Safe Home Security. Uh, and right now, Simply Safe with its indoor outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, monitored around the clock by trained professionals, but a lot less and a lot simpler than the other systems. 50% off this week only. 50%. I always worry that when we tell you the price, you're thinking, oh, okay, so it's kind of like a miniature system or something like that. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100. Don't think it's any sort of, you know, kind of security system. It was named the best home security system of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report and several other organizations. So get to click and take advantage of Simply Safe's early Black Friday uh, deals. Get 50% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for 50% off your entire system. We told you about that cool new outdoor camera they have. Sure, get one of those as part of the system. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Um, maybe we'll talk about the whole self-defense thing next segment, because I don't want to be the heaviest uh, radio show in America. But it's really, really interesting. I know I was interested in it. If you ever end up in that situation, got a man who uh, masturbated in front of a TSA agent at the airport. Um, hmm. I read this story and initially I thought, oh, this would be kind of a funny thing to talk about. But as I was reading it, I thought, you know what this is? It's the new meth. That's what it is. He's oh, on the new meth. Oh, yes. He's lost his mind. He's lost his mind. Or he's really turned on by carry-on bags i don't know he threatened the tsa agent started screaming and yelling all kinds of assault and then he just dropped his pants and started doing it jacking it good lord (laughs) you didn't need to say that i just well i'm shocked by his behavior you didn't need to say that though i don't i didn't need to say anything i'm so shocked by his behavior i had to say things i shouldn't say well what kind of what he was doing is that accuracy is my hallmark Uh, in an upcoming episode of Sesame Street, Elmo tags along with a with a uh, USPS letter carrier to mail his first letter. So that's the new thing for Sesame Street trying to get kids to mail letters. <laughs> Elmo's never heard of email. <laughs> Calling on the phone. I actually think letter writing is oh, a, yeah. a beautiful loss. It, it is. I won't. I won't join you in your irresponsible mockery. It ain't coming back, though. It ain't coming back. It, and Oscar's been... an introvert. Just leave him alone. <laughs> Let's teach kids to read the TV guide too. Yes. Um. Uh, other lighter fare. Also, you should donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station by going to armstrongandgetty.com, clicking on the banner. We'll tell you more about that later. All kinds of good stuff on the way. Stay here.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, yo, yo. we got so much stuff to tell you about today. All of a sudden, I'm getting inundated with things to talk about. Uh, Tiger King 2 is going to debut on Netflix, Ugh. whether you like it or not, but there's an interesting Ugh. wrinkle to that. Not! <laughs> um, oh, what is that? Yar. What is that? I've seen it a whale is off it? the port. Oh, I think it's the port. I thought it was, it was my the stern. I thought it was my stomach. I had an unfortunate breakfast today. It's a whale, you say? The Howard Stern bow. That's right. We have a $2,000 contribution to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station from Resist We Much. Let's reward them, Michael. But resist we much. But resist we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. And they clearly were committed to supporting Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, wonderful organization. Please join them, support this this the organization that helps our heroes. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Quick drum roll there, Gladys, if you could, because we got a new total that's worth mentioning. We are now over $200,000, $200,105. So. And far short of our goal, we need everybody to kick in $10 or 10000 Yeah. Or anything in between, obviously. The, the ginger assassin donated $7.10 for some reason. I'm not exactly sure if that's $7. a significant... $7.10? Oh, I get it. Seven ten. Is that right? Is that what that... No? Seven ten. No, that's not... I don't know what it is. Sorry. I don't know Weird. what it is. Um, the judge will not rule in time to stop Tiger King 2 from premiering on Netflix. Uh, Enforcing America's anti-pilot crap laws? Carol Baskin and her husband that she hasn't murdered yet, Howard. Tick, emphasis tick, tick, <laughs> emphasis tick. on yet. And her husband, she's not fed to giant cats yet, appeared in federal court Monday trying to stop Tiger King 2 from debuting on Netflix tonight. But the judge said, I can't rule in time. Um, and uh, so it's going to air. The Baskins said, you can't put the genie back in the bottle with this it airs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, some people are thinking that they that she might, her greatest talent might be a publicity machine mm. in terms of getting yeah. attention for all these things. And now a whole bunch of people that otherwise would have not heard about Tiger King 2 or only groaned when they heard it, now she's saying there's so much damaging stuff in there. Please, judge, don't allow it to be seen. Wait a minute. Exactly. So, okay. I mean, it almost makes me want to watch. I don't think I will. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to mention this, though, is uh, 64 million households watched the original Tiger King in its first month. Wow. 64 million households. Wow. That's a giant hit, man. Well, and speaking of giant hits, they were doing the old-style meth in that show. If they were doing the new meth, how crazy would it be? Ah, uh, yeah. You'd have guys chewing off their own arms. The tigers would be out of the job. Remember when the tiger bit onto his leg, and then he start, He kept calling it the B-word, and like he was shooting at it or hitting on it? Remember that episode? That was Called a weird one. Called it the one. what now? He kept calling the tiger. <laughs> kept saying, you bitch, to that tiger oh. that was chawing on his leg. Oh. And he, He's firing off his gun, and then he's got a cast on his leg for the next several episodes. God, that yeah. was a weird show. I'd say. Um, but Carol Baskin. Yeah. Killed her husband. Whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they snacking. What's happening? 
wonder if her new husband likes that song. Or, you know, he might have been involved in the, uh, the whacking for all I know. Sleeps with one eye open. Netflix, which is famously not allowed anybody to know who's watching how many shows. They've kept it all really a secret. And it seemed like some pretty good leverage to me. For whatever reason, have decided, no, we're going to go the other direction now. And they now are going to publish how many people view whatever show. Like, what are the top ten shows and how many people are viewing it? They must feel like that's going to help the momentum for shows when people hear, hey, you know, 80 million people watched Squid Game last last night. I need to jump on and start watching it. But starting today, Netflix is going to start publishing the viewership of all their shows, which I'll find kind of interesting. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Plus, you know, it'll be interesting to see. There's some show that's uh, 132 people have watched it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some comedian special. It's just yeah. his mom and his brother, the only people that watched it. Whoops. Um, hour three. What is self-defense and what is not, according to a lawyer? Also, the uh, International Olympic Committee has just come out with a major ruling on transgender athletes that I think will surprise you. Oh, boy. So we got all that for Hour 3. If you miss Hour 3, you can get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand wherever you download podcasts, or just go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.